Welcome to the Group Practice Exchange Podcast, a podcast for psychotherapy group practice owners. I'm your host, Maureen Warbach. This episode is sponsored by the Group Practice Owners Summit, the first annual Group Practice Owners Conference in Chicago. The first one is this July 2019, and right now there are still openings for speakers and sponsors. For more information, visit www.grouppracticebuilders.com forward slash summit. Hey everyone, Maureen here to talk with, I'm super excited, John Clark with Unconditional Media. Hi, John. How are you? Good morning. How's it going? Oh, going well, going well. How about with you? Not too bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that we could connect a little bit. It's been it's been a little while, but um, it's also good to see your face. People don't necessarily know that we have the visual going on, but uh, every now and then you, you, know, you get a lot more cues, a lot more... Uh, data for your brain when you're looking at the other person's face during the interview. So I appreciate that. I totally agree with you (laughs) on that. I I feel like that's the funnest part of doing these podcasts is the fact that I feel like I'm actually meeting the people that I talk to on Facebook and who I don't, you know, normally get to see. So this is kind of the fun part of doing podcasts is really getting to meet them. There's a lot of those people. I, I feel like I end up describing kind of online friends aka people like you, as if, <laughs> you know, as if I really, yeah, as if we hang out, you know, it's like, oh yeah, Maureen, you know, from the yeah. Group Exchange. And for all you know, I could have like no legs or no lower body, <laughs> but, but right. it doesn't right. really matter. I'll only know you from the chest up. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's funny. Cause when I talk with my husband, I'll be like, yeah, so Laura and da da da. And he's like, yeah. Laura. I'm like, oh, Laura Long. She's the one that has the uh, swear words a lot. And she's, he's like, what? And then I'm like, the online, you, I've never met her. And he's like, okay, you're online friends. You need to specify. <laughs> right. Yeah. I just, I just show um, my partner, Kat, all of the, um, everyone's website. I'm like, That's here's the website. Here's Maureen's website. Here's Jeremy's website. And she's like, okay, that, that person. Yeah. Person. See, that doesn't work so well on my end. He's like, which, I don't know, which do you have too many people on this? Do you have too many people? I have one friend in, in like human life and in person to person life, which is easy for him to remember. And then, you know, I don't know, a ton on, uh, on the internet, on Facebook and just through the group practice exchange and stuff. So he's kind of gotten to a point where he's like, I don't, I don't know. Can you give me a description of what their, bi- their, their picture looks like? Yeah. Maybe URL. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a weird world. Yes, it is. It is weird. And and I think even weirder for him because he does not engage in that kind of way. Um, he's just got his physical, you know, living two blocks away from him, friends, and and nothing online. So he's like, it's weird. Kind of nice. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? It, uh, <laughs> it, it is very simple. <laughs> um, so I'm really excited because one Obviously, as a lot of people know, I use you and your company, Unconditional Media, for my Google AdWords. I just started um, in my second month, and it's hands down super amazing. I tried it once years ago and failed miserably. Um, the person at your company that I'm using, she's amazing. And um, we just had our, a couple weeks ago, one-month review, and she showed, you know, I'm super skeptical. So yeah. when I give recommendations to <laughs> helpers of group practice owners like yourself. Um, I'm normally really skeptical of like, how are you actually helping, especially when it comes to Google? And I was so surprised. I had a 72% increase in 
my um, people going to my website through Google over the course of the That's past six awesome. months between the past six months and this last month with her. Yep. And it's like mind blowing. Like, what are you doing that would make <laughs> like I thought I was doing good, making yeah. all the green lights happen on Yoast. Like I, I thought I was S, you know, SEO optimized and you know, have a billion pages that should, you know, make me visible. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's magic, whatever it is that your your people do. <laughs> it, it is magic. I mean the and the the funny thing is, and I tell therapists this a, this a lot, like when I'm explaining kind of what we do, is that um I've been studying this stuff for years now. I've been studying this stuff kind of um, doing self-study for as long as I've been a therapist, right? And out when I was in San Francisco, I did my own SEO. I did my own AdWords. You know, I did my own Facebook ads. And it was awful. And I was never as good as the pros. You know what I mean? My mind just doesn't work like that. I didn't go to school for this stuff, right? Just like... And it's kind of like expecting if you asked a digital marketer to sit on in your therapy seat and see a client, yeah, and be like, or or like study a little bit online about doing therapy and then come in and sit down and try to help someone with PTSD. Yeah, <laughs> you know? That would be real interesting to see. Yeah, it'd be real unethical too. <laughs> yeah. so that's kind of how I equate it, right? Is like, yeah. why would we be good at at this stuff? Mm-hmm. So, um, but that's that's awesome, and that's that's what we like to hear, you know. Yeah. Um, I think so much of being a practice owner is about figuring out where that line is between what you could and should be doing yourself and what is best left to professionals, people who do it all day, every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they're, they are leveling up their skills and their understanding so fast. And I think the other thing that's happening now with, with our team is that all we do is Google AdWords for therapists. So you come in and we have, we have built out a library of resources and ad copy and different headliners we can use and pull from. We already have the keyword list ready, right? We have the negative keyword list ready. So it's just, you know, the more we do it, the more, more of a head start we have with therapists. And exactly. your story is really common that, you know, maybe you tried it yourself at some point, maybe got a little traction with it and then went, no, this is a lot, or this is costing quite a bit with not a ton of conversions. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's, yeah, that is like, the story every day, I think, with, with a lot of the therapists we work with. I agree. And so, because of this, I asked you to come on because I thought that it would be great to have um, other people who might not know about you and your brain and all that you know. Um, and so, today I really want to talk about, and I love this because you came up with this title and I feel like it's catchier than anything I would have come <laughs> up with, which is how to fill the empty slots on your calendar. And so, that's essentially what we're going to talk about is how. Um, to fill our group practice owners and the clinicians in their group practice, um, their empty slots on their calendar. Because obviously, at the end of the day, that is what every solo or group practice wants is to have a full count, like their calendars filled. Um, and I think it's probably on par the number one question that gets asked along with, should I have independent contractors or employees? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like well, that question will never go away. But um, on par with that question is how can I market my group practice so that um, my clinicians get filled up? And so um, who better to use than someone who kind of has the expertise, especially in the digital brand, in the digital media um, arena. And so hopefully we can give uh, listeners a little bit of advice, some feedback, yeah. some tidbits of knowledge. Definitely. Uh, help them on their way. It's fun, and I'm, I'm, it's funny that you like that little um, that little tagline, right? And I can unpack that for a second as an example of 
the kind of work that we do with therapists, right? So, um, and again, it has taken a long time or it's been a, a journey and a process for me to learn how to put, how to organize words in a way that compels people to take action or to just listen in more, right? Or to, to just be a little bit intrigued. Um, part of how I, you know, came up with those words is, um, and these are words that we're using more and more now in our marketing collateral and the way that we reach therapists. Um, but part of how I came up with it is identify the villain in your client's life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, every good story has a villain, right? So there's something that's going on in your life, in my life, in the life of every practice owner that they're working really hard to avoid. Um, overwhelm overwhelm <laughs> not knowing if i can do it right not yeah. having the so it's and and i think it's really it's fun to create a, a visual with it right so imagine like what does it look like so maybe it looks like an empty couch with no one coming right, right? a full tissue box that's never been used. Oh, a that's phone a that just picture. doesn't ring yeah <laughs> you know like yeah. it, what are the images of yeah. of of failure and then from there, we work on, okay, how do we position ourselves to help you avoid failure? It's really, it really can be that simple. And for anyone listening right now and wondering and trying to apply it in this moment to their own practice or their own branding or their own copy, you could just start there, right? And, and, and create that visual or imagine that visual for your clients or pick a client and start to think of, think of things in that way. And that's going to help you create more compelling words than the words that you would just naturally use to describe just what you do or where you went to school or who you are. So really working hard to break therapists free from that. Yeah. Um, because ultimately when, when we work with therapists and if you come and say, Hey John, I want to, I want to pay you guys to send more traffic to our site. And we look at your site and say, we don't think your site is ready. We don't think your message is clear. We think people are going to be lost or confused or not know where to click. Then we will not, we, we won't, we won't, you know, um, do that. Yeah. we won't do that. We won't say, yeah, okay, sure. We'll do AdWords for you. Well, that would essentially almost yeah. make you, you know, to, in their eyes, maybe look bad because what happens is that the people are going to their website and they may bounce right away or not navigate through the pages, they'll be upset because they're paying for these services. And at the end of the day, it really has not so much in this case to do with your services or lack thereof, but because they come to their website and they're either confused or can't navigate it or um, the information that's in the website is different from what the ads are. And so um, they're not getting what they want. And so it's really good because I think that's one of the things that people, you know, as a kind of a side with you know, um, hiring people to do these things is that they're afraid that, um, they're not quite sure what they're, they should expect to get out of it. And so it's nice to know that, um, you know, in a business like yours, that you're willing to say no, if you know that they're, you're, they're not going to be set up for success from, from the get go. For sure. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're willing to say no, but also to say, um, you're not quite ready yet, but let's help you get ready, right? Let's yeah. do some foundational work. And sometimes, it's a matter of pretending like we're starting your business over again, which can be really painful for, um, we were, I was recently working with a group practice owner, you know, who's got 15 clinicians and has been in business for 15 years, but has built this business without the help of her website, right? The website's just been up there. It's not really doing any work for her. Yeah. 
you know? And so looking at a practice like that and going, okay, that's, that's an even greater task to sit down and really clarify what the brand is, yes. how it's different, and then give that brand a voice as if it were a person. Most therapists won't do this work because it's simply too hard and it's too hard to step back from your business and look at it and, 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 and do this kind of creative work. So yeah. the second we sit down and start to do it together, um, we're able to start playing around with words and find something really compelling um, that can be that starting point of a tagline, which is where I really like to start with therapists. Okay. So tell, I was assuming you were um, meaning a tagline and what you were saying here. So you're saying that it's a really good idea for all group practice owners to have a tagline, even if their clinicians all see various clients yes. and not having the same population. What do you think the tagline should encompass? Like the, and do yeah. you, do you view the taglines as um, similar to a mission statement or uh, taking from a piece of the mission statement? What, yeah. Good. Awesome yeah. questions. Um, you're really setting me up for success. <laughs> Haven't asked me about anything I don't know about yet, which is solid, but yes. we'll see what changes. <laughs> Who um, knows? The day is yeah. early. <laughs> right. I, I do think a lot of therapists are not sure what the purpose of a tagline is. And that's, a lot of times that's where we start. Um, you see taglines all the time and we experience them and we can name 10 of them for our 10 favorite brands, right? Um, even if you are a solo practitioner with a small part-time practice seeing a very particular kind of client, you should still have a tagline and you should still have a mission statement. The tagline is usually kind of the lowest hanging fruit or the easiest place for us to start. Once we have that tagline, we can really build from it. And I consider it the thesis of your entire website and of your entire marketing collateral. That means that every page after that, every paragraph after that, every email newsletter you send out after that should really be connected back to this tagline. The tagline should do one of three things. It should intrigue, inspire, or excite your potential customers. Helping members of our community thrive. Love it. Really? You're <laughs> winning. I was really nervous to say that, but that is ours. Um, I, I, I'm horrible with words. So if that's, if that's okay. one area that I can't help people, it's making people excited with words. I'm super, um, really professional in my writing and I, I cannot yeah. for the life of me become more engaging. Like it's just not who I am in, in writing. I'm very literal. If you see my blogs, I, I tell you how to do things, but I'm not, you know, fun. Like when you read Laura, um, Laura Long's yeah, emails, like hers make you, um, really excited and she, you know, gets you all engaged. And I, I literally, I try, I like look at hers. I'm like, I'm going to make a, an, a header e in my email that makes me, makes other people want to open it up. And I, I'm just like, my next blog is out. You should read yeah. it. <laughs> you just, you just go straight to describe yeah. the thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, well, and, and your, the, the one you just stated, um, yeah. is it, it bleeds over pretty easily into a mission statement, right? Yeah. And you could almost take it and go, if I wanted to look deeper at my branding or even do a rebrand and pull something shorter out of that statement, I could do that and expand on my mission statement, which could be something like, a lot of times what I'll say to therapists is I want you to imagine that you're at the end of your career looking back on things. Mm -hmm. And that's so for you and your group practice, what, did, what do you hope you, that you've accomplished? And it, you have to go beyond, we did therapy for a bunch of people or we had, you right. know, we yeah. saw 30 clients a week at a full, at full fee. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, yeah. that's such a sad way to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> that's how some therapists think. Yeah. I, mean, you know, I hit true. six figures. But you have to think about what is the ripple effect yeah. of, of, our, of kind of our legacy, right? Yes. And, if, and I want people to think really, really big here, right? So if um, I'll give you an example. So um, I use Facebook's mission statement a lot or part of their mission, right? Their, their mission is not just to you know, create Facebook so people can like and share and post pictures, right? Their mission is to make the world a more connected place. Everything they do comes back to that, right? And so that is at the end of the day, if Facebook is gone at some point, like that's what they hope to accomplish. And again, I don't, I don't care if you are a solo practitioner seeing three clients a week. I still want you to have a mission statement because when you have that, you are that much clearer and that much closer to... Um, making a really a, a really compelling impression on potential clients. And then when you talk about group practice owners, right, it, it comes down to your onboarding, your training and, and your hiring process and who you attract. If you have a really clear idea of like, this is what we're about, you know? Yes. So I don't yeah. think people think about that. Um, and I know I didn't when I first started hiring people. And um, I, I think it plays a big role in group practice owners not feeling like the people that they hire are good fits is partially because those people, one, either don't know what the companies or the group practices vision and mission and um, goal for the, for what they're doing is. And um, two, the group practice owners, if they even have one, oftentimes aren't making sure that those clinicians views are aligned with that, the way that they practice align with that tagline or that mission statement. And so, um, and that makes a huge difference because like for me, my practice is so collaborative and connecting and, um, you know, we, on our onboarding process, make sure that the words that they use to describe themselves aligns with what our mission statement and our very simple tagline. Um, yeah, states, because if, if it doesn't, if, if they, you know, use words like independent and do it yourself or, and you know, that those kind of things, although those are great qualities because that means I probably don't have to micromanage them. Uh, it doesn't go along with the larger picture of my practice, which is collaborative connecting doors are open. We're walking yeah. in and talking with yeah. each other, not so independent that we're coming in and out and, you know, leaving or that That's we're right. not connected. Like for us, it's, we're really about the community. And so, although we do counseling and offer all these different services for our community, so we overall can help them in their life satisfaction and all that, but we also do community engagement and outreach and things like that. So we're even stepping out of our practice. And if the clinicians in our practice aren't aligned with that, then it's ultimately going to have me be, make me resentful. And at the end of the day, we're not going to connect you know, between yeah. each other, even for sure. Yeah. The, the cool thing about this work is that it can, it can and should be ongoing, All right? So for practice owners listening, going, "Well, oh, crap, I don't have any of this stuff," you know, or again, I've been in practice for fifteen years, so why would I do it now? Well, it, it it's going to evolve with you, and your brand and your company are going to evolve with you because you don't exactly know where it's going or what the potential of your brand is, um, but let it evolve and, and trust that it's never too late. It's also never too late to create a new tagline and work from, from there or just test it out or put it up on your website and see how it feels. And, you know, if you want to go one step further with it, you could look at your current conversions, meaning you could do something as simple as if you have Google Analytics installed on your site, look at your web traffic right now and look at how many people are converting, how many new bookings you have a week from your website. Change the tagline, 
right? Put that tagline in the, over, the, over the hero image of every page and then remeasure, right? Give it a month and remeasure and see if something has changed. That's a good so idea. It, it can be that simple, um, but I think not having a tagline at all is a worse place to start. I see a lot of therapists out there. Um, one of my pet peeves, I won't go down this rabbit hole too much, is, is having the first thing that a customer sees, a potential client sees, is a quote of someone else, like a, a, like a Brene Brown quote or a Gandhi quote or whatever. It's okay if you have those quotes in a place where it really furthers your brand after you've already made the first impression in your own words. Right, that makes sense. 10 therapist websites open, and I'm trying to figure out who you are and how you're different, then having a quote like that as your first impression is a surefire way to just become very forgettable very quickly and have people kind of gloss over. So I would just say take a stab at it. Um, I pulled up this page of some of the different taglines I've created with therapists lately, if you want a couple examples. Give us a couple. Okay. Um, So we have See Me Psychological Group. This is a, um, a group of psychologists out in California, and their tagline is, we help you do different. Oh, I love it. I'm Queen. so bad. This is, <laughs> like, this is, you're going to make me feel like my helping members of the community thrive is just... <laughs> well, go we might that. <laughs> All right, right, keep going. I want to hear another cool one. So, uh, well, let me just use yours as an oh, example, okay. right? Yeah. You might just take a piece of that and say, is it urban wellness counseling, right? Just urban wellness. Urban wellness. You can thrive. Yes. Shorten it. Make it quick. Yes. Because I liked, what was the one? The CME group one? We help you do different. Yeah. Okay. I just, I love that one. Some other examples. Queen City Wellness, here for you. That's a good one. Um, This is a couples counseling center that I worked with, CMR Counseling, Better Together. Ooh, I like it. It's catchy. See, this is, I would not, like, I I would need to hire you for this. (laughs) Right? It just compels you to go... Okay, I'm, I'm I gonna, need to know more. I'm going to pull in this thread a little bit more. Yeah. So you arrive to this homepage and you see a big, bright picture of a young couple sitting on the back of like a jeep with the the trunk open or whatever, and they're holding hands, and it says, you know, your counseling center better together. And then there's a a big bright button that says read more. Dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I I'm I hope everyone else is as like mind blown as I am right now at how thoughtful people are and like good at that. I really, I really need to look at my damn tagline. (laughs) God, John, I was not expecting you to make me have more work to do. I know. You thought you were just going to sip your coffee and (laughs) call it a Nobody knows I'm drinking. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So taglines, we got, we we're getting the point. We're getting the point. We all need a tagline and a good one. And one that is engaging and makes people want to read further. That's um, it. What are other ways that um, to like get people to our websites? Yeah. Or to keep them there once they're there. So taglines are one good way, right? It's, it might make them go, "Ooh, let me keep going." But are there what are, what else do you suggest? Yeah, I like to make it really simple, right? And I spend a lot of my time focusing on Google mm-hmm. because. As a starting point, that is where most people go if they're opening their computer to look for a new therapist. So for most group practice owners that just want to get their feet wet with digital marketing, I really encourage you to start there and to not start on places like social media. Um, there's a, a place for that. And there's you probably even have episodes about that. You came on my show and talked yes. about 
how you use social media or Facebook ads for your practice. But I think so many group practice owners, they start there when that should be like step four. So it, it makes a lot of sense because the yeah. social media um, marketing is really more of like a long-term game. Yes. Um, it's about aware, building awareness and people yeah. aren't necessarily going to immediately click to schedule an appointment with you through social media. Whereas with Google, you do have, you know, the ability like with me one month yep. and I've had, I don't even know. I think there were 40 something calls that came in that were specifically through clicking on That's right. the ad itself, the the call button on there. Um, there, there was 72% increase in, I had, um, several thousands of people that came, um, onto my website in, in the January month of January. And so I think with Google, if you have the funds to be able to have someone else do it for you the right way, um, it seems like one you're it's not this long-term game that with Facebook, the, it's more of a branding, sure. like long, a long-term game. Don't expect to get people immediately with Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just know kind of, you know, be an informed consumer about why you're doing what you're doing. So I like to break things down into, we have fast acting solutions for digital marketing. We have slower burning, yeah. right? So fast acting is getting in front of a sales term is hot leads, right? Mm-hmm. So you're getting those hot leads through your Google AdWords because those are people who sat down at their computer with the intention of finding a therapist right now. They want right. that search to be over right now. Um, when you get in front of people on Facebook or Instagram or wherever, those are completely cold leads, people who are not necessarily looking for a therapist right now. But there exactly. is a time and place for it. So when we're working with Google, two ways to get in front of them. One is through organic searches, right? And that's when we talk about SEO, having all the right keywords in all the right places, which I recommend a professional for as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you pay for some traffic, which is Google AdWords. Again, if you're, I think, you know, if you're just getting started with this stuff, like just start there and let that be enough. Now, with all that being said, um, your AdWords are only as good as your website's ability to convert. And yes. your website's ability to convert is only as good as um, your, the person answering the phone being able to convert or your email system or your booking system. So there's a, there's a few touch points along the way where people can get dropped. Right, or a phone doesn't get answered, so we can still we can you can still pay to send that traffic there, right? Um, but there's some things that can drop along the way, so you really do have to have kind of the whole picture in place. Um, but again, a big part of what we do um, with with any therapist we're working with is if your site is not ready, we help you get it ready to make sure it's going to be compelling and make sure people know exactly where to click. So yes, I'm really excited because I'm I like I said to you a week or so ago. I'm planning on now using you guys since um, my skepticism is gone um, <laughs> to, to now um, add uh, SEO work because although I do have fun turning each page into a green light on Yoast, um, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's turning green for the right reasons. And so I'd lo- I'm really excited to be able to um, use you guys. I just have to wait for Marissa Lawton if she's listening. <laughs> To, uh, <laughs> yeah, calling you up. Um, <laughs> she's the one. Um, I, I love her voice. And um, so she's doing um, some of my uh, pages. Um, I'm adding pages, learning as I go, uh, what helps people in terms of getting to my website and staying on there. We're adding all these different pages that are specific because we used to have like adults, children, um, couples, family page, psych testing, medication management. Those were all different pages. And now with adults, um, kids and couples, we have sub pages on all of those so that we just have so many therapists that 
people aren't reading every adult therapist bio sure, at every sure. and then they um, that's another way to have low retention or not connect with the right therapist. And so we're doing that, and um, I'm waiting yeah. for her to write some of these pages because I realize at the end of the day, um, one, I'm not the greatest writer. I'm a if you want me to write a research paper. Um, like my husband has had me write like things professionally for him and he's a teacher <laughs> and you know that I'm really good yeah. at, but if you want me to have a, a laid back, yeah, just conversational yeah. sort of, um, yeah, yeah nope, that's yeah. not me. And so I'm using, yep. I've got her different style yeah. of writing and speaking. Yeah. And so then um, so I'm really excited to see what this SEO stuff does. Um, well, for, for a practice of your size, it makes sense. And also yeah. for the area that you're in, it makes sense, mm-hmm. right? So if you are trying to compete with your SEO in a saturated market or in a metropolitan area in the U S yeah. or we actually work with some people in the UK now as well. Nice. Um, you probably need some professional SEO stuff. Yeah. Keep in mind that bigger companies and places like hospitals, they have full-time SEO people who sit there for 40 hours a week and try to keep their site ranking competitively. Yes. I have for, a client for, of mine who a client who, who comes into counseling. He has his own business. He pays $10,000, $10,000 a month for Google and yep. SEO. I mean, I'm like, That's, you have to be number one forever and always. And he's like, nope, sometimes yeah. I drop to page two all because the uh, algorithm changes with right. Google. And I'm like, oh my gosh. It's crazy, right? (laughs) Luckily, the help we need is not that intense. Small business owners as brick and mortar practices. But the cool thing about where we're at right now is with more and more people going to the internet to find their next therapist, you have the choice now to compete against the DIY therapist. And the DIY therapist out there, even if you're pretty freaking good and can use Yoast and get the green lights, there's still some things that, that you could do to rank better and, 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 and beat out your competition. So sometimes for, for like the top, uh, the, the very top kind of tier of people ranking, or in this is, it's the same thing for Google AdWords because that's a competition as well, where you have digital marketers competing against other digital marketers versus as a therapist, uh, really a lay person competing against digital marketers. So that's really what that reflects. And at some point, you just reach that tipping point where you realize, yeah, I really want to up my game on this stuff and have someone who does it all day, every day. Right. You're going to get more mileage out of it. So That makes sense. So getting to my last question, how do you know if you're ready for Google AdWords as a group practice owner? Yeah, so uh, a few things. And if you're you're working on your message as a result of listening today, there's three things that every page should have, okay? And get out your notepad if you've got one or you're... (laughs) You can tell warning, you. warning, get you your notepads out. <laughs> um, every page should have a hook, a compelling, some compelling imagery of the benefit of your, your product, and then a clear ask, right? Um, what should the customer do next? So the hook, again, could be the tagline. And you could even play around with different taglines on different pages. The tagline just encourages me to read a little bit more, to pull on this thread a little bit more. create a compelling imagery of the outcome of working with you, not of working with you, not of the thing itself. Don't describe the gadget, describe what the gadget can do for your life. I like that. Right. How can my life be different as a result of working with you? So um, in in thinking about, and and you, you know this because we work with people who are changing and we have to understand to some degree as in what we do, what motivates people right? So if people want to seek pleasure and avoid pain, then your copy should reflect that. And this is actually a very classic kind of copywriting 101. 
that a lot of marketers and, and, and copywriters will, will work around this. People generally want the same thing, more happiness, more wealth, more security in life. Right? Mm-hmm. So how is working with you going to help them get there? And you, again, you don't have to be gimmicky or salesy or fake about it, but you can be realistic, right? If, if, if EMDR will help you, you know, live a balanced life again, or connect with your partner or save your marriage, whatever it is, or save your health and keep you out of the hospital, then, then talk about that. Talk about that, you know, how your life can be different as a result of, um, of this therapy. Um, and then again, make it just abundantly clear what you want them to do next. Ideally, you want a big, bright, differentiated call to action button. And you want it in a few important places on every site. So in the, ideally, you have it at the top right of your menu, like a call now or a book your free consultation. You have it about halfway down um, on, on the, the hero image of your page. And then somewhere down either mid-text or at, at the very least at the bottom of your text. I like to see the call to action repeat at least three times on a page. I know that seems like a lot, but repetition is good for the unconscious. And the more you show people what you want them to do, the more likely they are to do it. So the last thing I'll say is stick to one call to action, ideally for your entire website. I see a lot of therapists where it's like, here's our phone number. Here's how to email us. Here's how to fax us. Here's how to book an appointment on simple practice. Choose one. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just a contact form, you know, then, then that starts your process. But choose one. Make it really clear. Like, book your free consultation now and have that call to action repeat on every single page. That if makes a lot of sense. That, yeah, it's 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 going to. Yeah, your website's going to convert that much more if it's just so abundantly clear what people should do next in in conjunction with really clarifying your message. All right. So. <laughs> If people love you, there's a lot of information. Drink that water. Um, <laughs> people want to reach you after um, having listened to this, or they were thinking about reaching out to you, and this additional touch point now has made them become believers. How can they contact you? Yeah, so we'll make it real easy for you. So we have uh, set up a landing page for you, Maureen, and your wonderful listeners. Um, so, and maybe you can include this link somewhere. But if you go to www.unconditional.media forward slash Maureen, so just our website, it's unconditional.media forward slash Maureen, and there's no .com, which is still blowing people's minds sometimes, but. I love it actually. That's when when I found that. when I found that out, I was like, "That's so catchy that your business name is Unconditional Media, <laughs> but it's also not a .com, and the media is the .com." It's it's cool. It, it, yeah, it, it it pumped me up a little bit at yeah. first too. I was kind of excited. So <laughs> yeah, it's super. Yeah, catchy. get get in touch, and actually, we, so we will. You'll get fifty bucks off any service um, of ours if you go through that landing page and mention Maureen in your um, your initial contact with us. So yeah. Uh, you can book a free consultation with me and we can just hash out kind of what would make sense for you right now or if it's time for you to kind of dive into some of this this marketing stuff. Um, or you can, you can just talk and you can loop back around when you're ready, but we'd love to hear from you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, John. This was really a good conversation. Thanks, Maureen. All right, talk to you later. Mm-hmm.